1: Welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast run by Leicester City fans for you, the Leicester City fans, it's just the three of us again this week, it's me, Steve and Tom. Steve, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well here in uh, Belfast, Northern Ireland.
1: That's just getting cancelled for racism already.
2: Why? It's just an
1: accident. 30, second,
0: 30 seconds. The... We're not going to get cancelled for saying you've, eight... you've lost one listener, Aidan McCormack.
1: Yeah, <laughs> lost the Northern Irish contingent. Uh, Tom, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Uh, busy weekend, eh? But, uh, quite a good game again. So, yeah, yeah, all good. Just knackered, mate. But yeah, all good.
1: Good stuff. <laughs> well, it's good that you're with us. and We must be feeling quite jubilant today, Steve, I would say. Uh, a bit of a feel-good factor around Leicester City.
2: Absolutely. I, I mean, I thought we'd end up doing well under moresca but I didn't think we'd start this well. I thought, you know, with the players we've had to let go, um, new players coming in, a completely new style of play. Uh, it's kind of amazing that we've won 10 out of 11, it really is.
1: You don't get much better than that, do you? It's the most successful start time in Championship history. Uh, Joint up there with, uh, I think it was the Sunderland side she of United. Over- United, yeah.
0: sorry, five, six. It's mad, really, because when you consider what an absolute mess of a squad we were at the end of last season, um, you know, and we obviously lost lost quite a lot of players in, in the summer and didn't really know what we were coming back to, uh, including the manager as well. Like, we hadn't really seen anything of him <laughs> on his own anyway. Um so you know, it's it's never a nailed-on thing that we were going to do well. So, yeah, unbelievable. It's been start. impressive so
1: far, though, isn't it? Very impressive. Very. That's I great.
2: mean, I, I think if you if you take a dispirited, relegated squad that was completely short on, on confidence, um, we get relegated. We've got a new style to play, having lost a lot of good players. Um, I, I mean, I think if we'd got here we are with 30 points. If we'd got like 16 points, I would have thought that's a, that's a pretty good start um, based on all the changes we've had. So I think he's done amazing, yeah. And we're getting better, I believe. He's
1: seeing progress every
2: week at the moment. Yeah, we're resting six players. Like we're resting six players for Stoke. We're resting players on a regular basis. Six players is more than half the team. And yet, we, we had, what, 90% possession at one point against Stoke in the first half? Yeah.
1: You'll give us your little stat about the first time they got the ball in our half, I presume.
2: Well, I can't remember when it was, but it was a long time. Was it 27 minutes or something? Or 17 minutes? I don't know. It was seven, 17 so. minutes before they touched the ball in our actual half of the pitch. Wow! completely dominant display without... A real cutting edge in the first
0: half, I would yeah. say. they did start cheering when they actually got the ball, didn't they? So yeah, they started singing,
2: <laughs> "We've got <laughs> the ball, <embarrassing.
1: laughs> we've got the ball." I saw a really good tweet from a Stoke fan on a Saturday night saying that uh, sort of it. It was like the "Come dine with me" speech, the "Well done, Janet" or whatever. He, You've won your sad little game. (laughs) (laughs) You get the ball for 90 minutes. You've run rings around us. Go in and enjoy boring the Premier League. That was the. Yeah, uh, rested uh, your key
2: players and still run rings around us. Yeah. Very good.
1: But lowest lowest goals conceded in the league at the moment, only six goals conceded. I think that's as much of a surprise as anything else, Steve. When you look at the um, fragility that we've shown mentally over the past few years. To get rid of that straight away this season seems to be uh, very impressive.
2: Very impressive uh, indeed, because defence was our definitely a weak point over the last two seasons or more, I, I, I would imagine. And particularly last season, obviously we've lost Johnny Evans, who didn't play much last season, Sionchu, um, we've lost Castagna. Um, so, uh, it, despite how they played last season, these are all pretty good players. Um, and anyone that's coming into the defence is doing well, whether it's Doyle, obviously, is sadly out injured, uh, Wout Fast, Vestergaard, Suter, Cody. It doesn't matter who comes in. Um, we seem to be playing uh, really solidly at the back. And Hermanson's not had so much to do over the last few games.
1: He's not. He's kept a couple of clean sheets, though. He's quite impressive with his feet, Top. He's only made 26 saves this season so far. And I think he's played nine out of the 11 matches, if I'm right in thinking, or 10 of them Stolacek played in at least one, didn't he? Um, So he's not made a great deal of saves, but he has got the highest save percentage in the league. 82% of his shots that are coming at him, he's saving at the minute. So he's been quite impressive himself, hasn't he?
0: That's that's not bad going. Yeah, to be fair, I I didn't realise his uh, you know save percentage would be that high. To be honest, like like you say, our our defence has been so solid, even though we've been chopping and changing players all the time. Um, That he's yeah he's rarely had more more than a few say four chances to to worry about. And (laughs) I mean, we've seen over the last couple of games at home that when when players manage to break on our, you know, slower defenders, um, and get a sort of a bit of a one on one. Half the time they're going wide. So but but yeah, I've I've been really impressed with, with him to be fair. I think uh of, of all the players coming in, I think with him being such a kind of pivotal role. Um it's we've done really well out of signing him.
1: Yeah, I think so. He's he seems quite safe, doesn't he, Steve?
2: Yeah, he's not the biggest of goalies, is he? If you compare him to Stoliarchic or whatever his name is. I mean, he. he um, but he's he's great with his feet. He's obviously made one mistake that's cost us. He's made more than one mistake. But that's what what's going to happen when the manager asks him to play the way he does. And he's made some fantastic saves, particularly earlier in the season when we weren't really um, used to the system and playing at our best. And he's kept us in. A couple of games, um, and certainly stopped the opposition from coming back with some fantastic saves. So, I think he's been a real success story, yeah.
1: So far, so good. He's back on international duty at the minute with uh Denmark with Casper. So, uh, I'm sure they'll be swapping some stories of, of Leicester City and their times at the club so far for Hermanson and the time that Casper spent with us as well. I've, I've got plenty of stats tonight, lads. I've done my homework and. Um, one of them is a false one. I, I got down here that Matt Hermeson has got the most clean sheets this season. That's not actually true because Stolacek did get one one of the clean sheets at Huddersfield away. So, Leicester have got the most clean sheets this season in the league, joint, um, but Matt Hermeson only got four out of the, the five. So, all I'm saying is fact-check me because uh, you might get a bit of bullshit that comes through with it tonight. <laughs> Another one there for you. Kelechi, Ian Acho, highest goals and assists per 90 minutes in the uh, league at the moment. He's getting a goal or assist every 78 minutes. Uh, He uh, he got a goal again on Saturday, Steve, to make the breakthrough. What did you think to that?
2: Um, Well, it was a fairly simple finish for him in the end. It was a great move. Uh, You've got to put it away. um, He he was a little bit... um, I don't think he had his best game with his all-round touch and whatever, but... There was a couple of times he turned his man and created great chances. Was it? Um, Dewsbury Hall. Created Dewsbury Hall's chance one-on-one one, um, with that turn and pass. So all round, I think he had a good game. I think it was the right thing to start with him because they were going to be playing a low block, which doesn't favour Vardy until they start to open up and chase the game. And I thought he took his goal really well, but it was a beautiful team goal, I think.
1: Well, my, my memory of it Tom was Vestergaard coming up to about twenty-five yards from goal, and then playing it into Ricardo Pereira, who's that far forward? He's almost in the number ten position at that time, and he slid the ball through for Inacho. Not a great first touch by Inacho, but a hell of a second touch as he swipes it into the net.
0: Yeah, I mean, crazy, really. Like, I mean, several times we'd throughout that game. I'm just looking at our defensive line, and we're so high into into their half. It's it's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, the, the style of play is fantastic, really. It's like, I know there's a lot of people sort of behind us at the ground that are moaning that we're still passing it around us and, and not doing a lot with it, particularly in that first half. But I think other than, you know, <laughs> leading leading to an extended period of time where you're kind of worried that we're not going to pick up that second goal, um, we're in in total control. But, yeah, I mean, it's great to see Nacho on the score sheet again because, as you say, he's been banging them in and KDH has as well. I think it's, uh, it's nice to know that you've got players that are quite comfortable putting the ball in the net now.
1: Yeah, they're being spread around. KDH, of course, is the top league goal scorer for us. He's the sixth top goal scorer in the league so far this season with five goals, Steve. But the goals really are getting spread around a little
2: bit now, aren't they? Yeah, I think he's top of goals and assists in the championship as well because he's, he's had quite three a assists, few as well. yeah. assists. So, yeah, they are. I mean, we've got Vardy and Acho, Dewsby Hall and uh, McAteer all got five goals in, including all games, not just league games. And we've got other people like and Didi's got three, hasn't he? And whatever. And you know, he could have had a hat trick. He only came on for the last quarter of an hour or so, but he could have had a hat trick, and he got an assist for Vardy's goal. So. Um, it really is spreading it around. I, I don't know if we've had eight players or nine players scoring goals this year. It must be about that amount.
1: Yeah, it's good to see. In terms of the way that teams are setting up against us, Steve, I'll come to you first on this. Does it matter how they set up against us? And are you surprised it's been sort of so negative in terms of the low block?
2: No, and I think it's going to get worse. And the, the, the only disappointment for that is, that, of course, it's not great for the home fans because... Um, you know, as Tom says We're often our last defender Is beyond their centre circle We're really camped out into the last third Of the pitch, apart from Mads and, um, and they're denying us a lot of space And it's making it very tricky to break through But we found a way through um, With with Acho's goal um, Which was a great finish From a, a difficult angle As you said, because of his first touch Uh, But we didn't look like getting through other than that. But we always, I always feel that we're wearing them out while they're chasing the ball, chasing the ball. We're putting together 30, 40 passes in long strings. They get it for about two or three balls. And then we got the ball back and we keep in possession that they're just going to tire in the second half. Halfway through the second half, they're going to tire. And if we do go a goal up, they've got to try and get a goal back. And that's when we're going to rip them apart. And I think we've just got to be patient. And Mareska said that to his own players. You know, you've got to be patient and keep knocking at the door, keep trying to find a way. And they're going to make it difficult for us. And I think it's going to be much more fun watching Leicester away from home than it is at the King Power this season.
1: I've got a hell of a stat for you now, lads. So I feel like this is the one. This is the one that's going to uh, be oh. the one going to tweet about afterwards. Between the minutes of 76 to 90 this season, Leicester's aggregate score in that time is 10 nil,
0: <laughs> As
1: opposed to 3-2 in the first 15, 3-1 in the second 15, 3-1 in the third. We're actually losing the fourth quarter, well, the fourth... Uh, the third? Yeah. Oh,
2: the, uh, oh, the
1: fourth 46, uh, 15. 16, yeah. yeah. By 2-1. 61-75, we're winning 3-0. But 76 to 90, 10 that's that's absolutely wild, isn't it?
0: That's one to yeah. stick a bet on there, eh? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it'd stop if we stuck a bet on it, Tom, wouldn't it? Let's face
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're just killing teams
2: with our possession, you know, and um, it must wear them out because they're chasing backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, not getting the ball, um, and uh, and look who we can bring off the bench and poor old Stone. Mm. I mean they had midfielders playing in defence so they were there, and a bench full of 16-year-olds so it was going to be a struggle for them
1: Would you would you have expected slightly more from them Tom? You know in terms of teams I think the last three teams we've seen now including Preston who were third in the league and you could probably argue there was no difference with Preston being third yeah. to states that were sort it's of in the at the time
0: Yeah I mean as you say with We're watching this low block and yeah, it's slightly disappointing that they're they're not having a bit more of a go. Um, But, you know, we're we're managing to handle it and we're creating more goals than we were at the start of the season. As as Steve mentioned earlier, I think, you know, the kind of flow of our play is we're really getting to grips with it now. Whereas, you know, we're not having to rely on Scabbing a goal if, if if you know we're having to sort of grind something out. So you know if we replayed Hull now, I think we'd beat them. Um, <laughs> and as as you say as well, there, Mark, like our our bench is unbelievable. What what we had on on the bench on uh, on Saturday, I mean, I, I didn't expect us to have a squad like that this season.
2: We still got four yeah. or five uh, injured. Yeah
1: would you would you bring into that who's out injured oh you're about like Baybrook and Alves and Doyle well there's Doyle
2: um That's there's uh, um what's his name the new attacker uh Bobby Ball's mate um oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: there's,
2: there's um the Belgian um Pratt he's yeah, of yeah. um yeah is there somebody else as well? That's that's about it. McAteer. McAteer, who's our joint top scorer. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a few players that are injured, and, you know, not all the good players will get even get in the match day squad anymore.
1: I, I just find it, I, I read a lot of stuff on social media, as you know, and a lot of clubs are saying that Lester are going to get promoted. They're a class above everyone else, but they're almost oh. scathing about the fact we've got such. Strength in depth, but we, you know, we've sold most well most of our saleable assets, didn't we? Where we could do yeah. this, this, and we've we replaced them for well under that in terms of the cash that's gone out versus coming in. So, what what do they expect, really, Tom? I mean, we're just doing what we need to do, aren't we?
0: This is it, as you say. Like we we've had to offload a lot of people, and um, they, a lot of those didn't want to be here <laughs> here for the ride this season, anyway. So, absolutely, what do you expect us to do? I mean, we I think we're quite lucky in the fact that uh players like Ndidi have stuck around and have actually gone up a gear this season. Um they wouldn't have thought Vestergaard would be the player he is this season either. Um we've got players that have stepped into the winger roles, which you know after, after Barnes has oh, yeah. been struggling um for wingers before. Now we've got what Fatawoo, uh Mavadidi, Makatea, they're all sort of stepping up. That gun. That gun, yeah. So
1: I, th- I thought he was particularly good on, on Saturday for what it's worth. He was. I thought, and uh I mean, he,
2: Yeah, I don't think he was as threatening, maybe. I mean he had that great shot, of course, um at the near post, but he worked really hard defensively as well, which the other wingers don't. Um mm-hmm. if you look at Fatawa and um Mavid I can't even say his name now. Mavadidi. he They don't do the defensive work in the same way. Uh, McAteer does when he's fit. Um, and then we've got uh, Wanya Marcel as well. So yeah. uh, we've got a whole heap of, of people that can come in and cause damage. And, of course, Michael Brighton, who, who made well his last season with the club. But... Can still put a good ball in. He's not going to beat his man in the same way as the others do, but he can put a superb crossing. Well, he um
1: he he sort of proved that, didn't he? When he came on against Preston midweek. Yeah. That ball he played with Ian was sublime, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Well I, I think Ianacho he picked up the ball in his own half. He beat a couple of men, played that beautiful ball with the outside of his foot out to uh Brighton. And Sharkey put that great ball in. But I was just surprised at Ian Acho's speed to be on the end of it because, you know, he started that move in his own half and he was there ready to uh, knock the ball in um, from that cross. So, uh, absolutely great goal that was. And, yeah, brilliant, brilliant ball in by Sharkey.
1: That would have been a goal of the season contender if Ian Acho would have put that away first time.
2: Yeah, if it, if it, if it hadn't been saved and... Um, fortunately for us, Dewsbury Hall put the rebound in. It would have been one of the, one of the team goals of the season, I think, for sure. So one
1: one player, Tom, out of the eleven, got into the Championship Team of the Week. Did you see who it was?
0: I haven't seen who it was. Um,
1: might surprise it's... you.
0: You what, mate? It might surprise me.
1: Might surprise you.
0: Yeah. Go, Go any, any guesses?
2: Comes a Chaldray, really? Uh, yeah, I don't Maybe. think he was our best player on the day, for sure. He did road, yeah. he,
0: He's he's been solid, to be fair. He's he's another one that's kind of come back and he's yeah, he's he's doing his he's putting the shift in. But yeah, that does surprise me actually.
2: <laughs> he, he did get beaten a couple of times, and he's not not being left footed. we do lack that bit of. Um, going forward with him playing in that position. But it's good that JJ got a rest and uh, as yeah. Wheelie's recovering, hopefully. Are they saying January yeah. for Doyley or something to come back?
1: Well, it said 12 weeks, didn't they? And that was about three or four weeks ago now. So you're probably looking at December. Um, mm. I always worry worried with these things that they can bring them back a bit too soon and it does them a bit further damage. But, you know, I, I trust Enzo much more than I did... Rogers and his team, when they were bringing players back, because he made them look like
2: they were made of paper, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And look how they've treated Cody. I mean, uh, he's been back fit for a while, but they've gently let him back in uh, for a few minutes here and a few minutes there, rather than saying, right, let's drop the Vester card and put our leader on the field in and risk injury again. So I think, yeah, they seem to have a more sensible and pragmatic approach. I know it obviously
1: matters what the lineup's is going to be, but when you see the lineup coming out, Stephen, there is so many changes in it. Uh, does it fill you with the same dread that we would have had last season when
2: all the changes were being made? Not anymore, no, because I think uh, it 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 is clear that Maresca is very very clear on what he expects from players in the different roles, and that they're all playing that way and training that way, and. Um, other than a bit of rustiness, people like Cody and and um, Hamza coming in, maybe being a bit rusty. JJ, when he's come in, they actually know what they're doing, and the system still works no matter how many changes we make.
1: It's like everyone's bought into it, Tom, isn't it? You know, every player that yeah. comes in knows their job, knows what's expected. Uh, you know, obviously Enzo has got such high standards. I think he was having words with Harry Winks at the end of the game on, on Saturday. Uh, but it's great to see those sort of standards being adhered to.
0: Yeah, as you say, it feels like the, the whole team are kind of giving it their all now and, and they know they've all got a place to fight for, whereas before we've, we've got, pl- we had players like um, Siunchu who <laughs> clearly should have been getting game time and, you know, just wasn't in the picture. So it's, it's quite nice that the opportunity is there for all of our players at the moment. Um and yeah, they're all playing really well together under the new system.
1: Well they do look a, a class above the teams that we're playing against at the minute, don't they? Are you surprised by maybe how poor the division is in terms of quality?
0: I am. I am a little, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Like I like I was saying the other day after the game, you know, I don't want to don't want us to get too carried away with it because that, that's when slip-ups occur. But um yeah, I mean, where we are in the league now, with you know ten points off third, and it does look like we're cruising. To be honest, um, you know, playing third third place in in Preston. Yeah, I, I can't say that I'm going into any game with fear now.
1: We've well, even look at the other games like Leeds, and uh, when we played Norwich, and obviously we've played Southampton already, Steve. And you look mm. at them and think they're, they're tougher on, on paper, but. Maybe those games give us more opportunities to play a bit more expansive football because we're we're not playing against teams that have got such a low block.
2: Yeah, no, I think it gives us a chance to score a lot of goals. I think the the key is when you're playing Leeds away, Sunderland away, you don't give away the first goal and let the crowd uh, build momentum and atmosphere. If you can keep the ball off them, uh, defend your goal well enough and sneak a goal, I think they know it's going to be very difficult for them. And um, so, yeah, I'd, I would expect us to be more defensive at places like that, but try and keep the ball and hit them on the break. Um, I'd expect probably Vardy to start more of the away games and Ian Accio to start more of the home games because of the, well, certainly the away games against the, the, the top teams, because there's going to be more space for him. Um, but we do have to defend and not let them get ahead, I think, because... Places like Sunderland and Leeds will be very difficult to go to if you let them get ahead of you.
1: Of course, in the next five five or so games after the international break, we've got Leeds and Sunderland, Tom. Would you say they're two of the bigger potential rivals for us, more so than a Preston or Hull? Uh, would you Would you expect Sunderland and Leeds to be up there?
0: Yeah, certainly with Leeds, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sunderland, you know, remains to be seen. But yeah, Leeds are the sort of team that as, as you've said, they're likely to have a go at us, but that'll be quite nice. I mean, we've we've just played. Uh, with well, us just playing Stoke. We we saw when they were one 0 down, they're just they're just playing for time. The goal is just holding it as long as he can, trying to, you know, just trying to scab a point out of us. So it'd be quite quite good to play some of the, uh, the high profile games yeah. sure.
2: Sunderland did make the playoffs last year so I don't think this is a fluke season like it no, has been it so. for Preston um, so I think they are they, they, I think Leeds will be our main competitors um, for How many good-
1: points we've got on them though now Steve? We must be about 12 points Steve, ahead of
2: them 11 ahead of them I think at least wow. yeah.
1: we are 11 yeah you're right 11 ahead of Sunderland as well yeah. Birmingham of course have sacked their managers today they're in 6th in the table
2: I'm yeah, Rooney. is Wayne Rooney's coming in, isn't it?
1: That'll be interesting, would not it? Vardy versus Rooney on the sixteenth. Yeah. <laughs> so let them... their
2: fans let their fans see that Vardy's wife is a, yes. uh, yeah. grass and see it's what. Um, <laughs> I mean, they only just started doing that, didn't they? The Stoke fans and look what happens. So.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't get the mentality of that because, in the words of a great wordsmith of times gone by, "chatter shit. Geteth banged. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what's been happening, isn't it? Tom yeah. Gingardi, still scoring, still a privilege to see him scoring, isn't it, in the top level and still celebrating, in well, not the top level, the second top level and still celebrating in front of the away fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It, is, it is quality to see. I mean, I know we've been saying for, you know, a couple of years now that he's... <laughs> He's possibly on the decline, but my God, what what did Rogers do to him? Like, he's like so the a player reborn. <laughs> <players>. <laughs> absolutely smashing him in.
2: He's so, still the biggest wind up merchant in football. He is, I'm yeah. Sure. He's a, he is
0: an absolute. I'm not, that. I'm not having that. That kid
1: that was in the home end on Saturday. Have you seen the video of him winding <laughs> the away? <from> <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Like one, one <laughs> yeah. That, Grown that, men that, losing it over it. They were it?
1: absolutely losing their shit over <laughs> it. Yeah. Deary, mate. That, that's that's a, a future future uh, cop right there, I reckon, Tom. <laughs> yeah. He's enjoying himself in the uh, the family stand at the minute. Um, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Yannick Vestergaard. Uh, he's got the worst discipline in the league this season with his six bookings so far, Steve. Uh, is that mm. because he's overcompensating maybe for a lack of pace? Uh, yeah. But overall, how impressed have you been with him?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, yes. Uh, I mean, he's caught out and he's done some crude fouls. I thought he was a little bit unlucky. I thought he hardly touched the guy on Saturday. Yeah. so I thought he was very unlucky to get booked for that one. But yes, he's dragged a few people down or caught them because they've they've got the break on him in the past because he hasn't got the legs. But other than that, he's, he's been really, really good. Um, uh, when Cody's not there, he's the guy shouting out all the instructions. He's the guy that's spraying the ball around, not necessarily fast. And he's he's played some fantastic diagonal balls as well that have got us on the move. Um, so I think he's, he's been excellent. He surprised me. Right, because I didn't, I, I, I didn't like him last season because I thought he stayed just for the money. And uh and he could have left and he made some bullshit excuses about his family or something. Um so I had a big downer on him, I have to say, but this season you can't fault the way he's playing. Uh Tom, 115
1: passes he completed in the first half on Saturday. <laughs> Dope completed ninety-four in the first half. He completed more than a Entire team, Uh, it it has been absolutely vital to us, hasn't
0: he? He has really, and I think that's that's why he's he's worth the risk. Um, You know, it's worth playing him for his for his passing game. Um, You know how how high he already brings up, brings the ball up the pitch before he starts making those passes or looking for them. You know, Um, so yeah, absolutely worth the risk in terms of whether he's gonna going to foul someone who breaks on him. I think, I think for the record, that, that foul he made the other day was absolutely worth it as well. I think it was <laughs> yeah, looked through, <laughs> absolutely didn't he, the uh... right thing to do at that time. Um, but, yeah, I've been really impressed with him as well because I thought he was a write-off after last season.
1: It was uh, good to see two massive centre-backs again, was it? It took us back to the Walshie and Elliott days, I think, at the the back on Saturday. highlight of the game for me, though, was... Uh, when uh, Harry Suter pulled up with a cramp and their midfielder tried to pick him up and then realised they couldn't and just put him back down again. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was right by his, wasn't it? I yeah, can sympathise
1: yeah. for that. I understood his pain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, does Yannick Vestergaard get in the, the first eleven for you now, Steve? When you, let's say we've, we've got a massive game, everyone's fit, um, and, and you've got to pick your two best centre-backs. Does he get in ahead of Cody?
2: I think so, because Cody's still a bit rusty. It's difficult for Cody because both Fass and Vestergaard, I would say, are the best two centre-backs on form at the moment. Um, uh, I think Cody provides you a level of leadership, which I'm starting to see from Vestergaard, but probably better than that. But he has been a little bit rusty when he's come on. He looked looked a bit better on Saturday when he came on for a little while. Um, So I think it's going to be hard for him to force his way in at the minute. We've not paid that money for him
1: to sit on the bench though, have we Tom? supposedly he's on quite a large wage as well. Uh you'd imagine at some point the shirt's probably going to be his own.
0: You would say so, yeah. I mean, it was a massive blow, really, wasn't it, as soon as he, he was injured at the start of the season. Um but but yeah, Yannick's done done really well, to be fair. And I think I think Steve's right in that Cody has looked Quite rusty, and yeah, he's not had a lot of game time um, since then. So it's just the way it goes. But it's it's nice to know that we've got back up there. Um, yeah. In terms of covering him, because think, the you know, obviously yeah. we we've, we've had a, a poor defensive line for a couple of seasons, and hmm. and now we're in a position where I still feel com- like pretty comfortable actually with with these other players coming in and out. I know, like Justin as well. He's he's not. Particularly had a, a great run or put in the best performances, but he's he's still. He, I'm still confident in his abilities, basically. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think Cody will get a lot of time coming on for Vestergaard or Fass, and I think every now and again he'll ro- rotate one of them out and put Cody in, and gradually Cody yeah. will get his sharpness back and everything else. We've got a few midweek so,
0: games, aren't we? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, two games a week, that's probably where that changes, isn't it? Yes. Is uh, Valfast the best centre-back in the league, Steve?
2: Is who the best? Well, fast. Yeah. Um, well, we haven't seen enough of the others, I think, for me to make a judgment, but he's certainly much improved from last year. I think, as Maraska says, he still, has, he still doesn't always keep his mind on the game for a full 90 minutes, so we've got to see that from him is liable to switching off and making a mistake, a silly mistake. But I think he's been pretty awesome. Uh, Last few games, he's been playing with Vestergaard. And they've got a good understanding together.
1: It was a loaded question, because my belief is that he he is the best defender in in this league. I think Belgian international, obviously a high-level nation that he's playing for. But Mm. I think he has looked absolutely superb so far. He's added a goal to his game as well away at Blackburn. And I think, Tommy just looks a bit like a Rolls-Royce of a defender at the minute.
0: He does. He, he looks in control um, when he's got the ball. And, and yeah, he's another one where you're you just thinking, you're confident of his ability, really. Um, there's, there's not really many people that I've seen actually worry our defence too much, so... It's uh, <laughs> it's hard, credit so.
1: to them, though, isn't yeah. it? I, I yeah. would say black. We got tested probably more than most games so far, and the defending yeah. desire to defend there was was absolutely superb.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and look, last year he was quite erratic. He's not erratic this year. He just switches off once or twice, I think, in games, and that could lead to a chance. But he's been excellent other than that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And um, while we're singing the praises of all of our players, it's difficult not to, I suppose, but a player that really has stood out for, for me since he's arrived is Harry Winks. Uh, I'll come to you first, Steve, but what's your thoughts on his performances and How, how hmm. integral is he to what's happened so far and what we need
2: to do going forward? Well, I think he's been imperious. I mean, in one game, he had a hundred percent past success. Has anyone ever done that before? I'm not sure. And he's getting on the ball a lot. Um, He gets back to tackle back as well. He's all over the park. Um, uh, uh, And he's probably one player we can't replace very easily, I would say, at the minute. Um, You've got to think, we've got players that can come in for all the other players, albeit, yeah, Doyle, we haven't got a left-footed person to come in for him. But we've got players to replace all of the others. But you look at Winks and think, well, who would take his spot and who would do that job? And I have to say, I would—I would, didn't rate him overly at Spurs, but I think is using him in exactly the right way, has got the confidence built in him. And I'm seeing an, a different player to what I saw playing bit parts with Spurs, to be honest. And I wasn't convinced when we signed him, um, but I, I think he's been outstanding.
1: I would, I, I'm a little bit in love with Harry Winks, Tom, as you know. I'll call him Winksy Esther after Andre Iniesta because I just think he's so calm on the board. He's better than I thought he was ever going to be. Yeah. Um, and he, he looks just, I think, like Steve said, we don't have anyone to replace him. My, my belief is that um, eventually Sammy Baybrook will be that other option when he's back from injury. Um, yeah. and I know he's untested at this level, but so is McAteer. Mm. I think there's more pressure
2: on uh, There's going to be more pressure on Baybrook in that role, though because um, you look at some of the balls Winks has given in tight spaces and he has to find a Leicester man, or we're in trouble, as with the Hermanson mistake at Blackburn, um, I, I think it's a more pressured role than McAteer's role.
1: Well, it is because the... Yeah, the, that's, that's fair to a, say. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think the reason he looks so smooth when he's playing is his, his awareness of who's around him. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's kind of like something you can't teach with him being him sort of knowing where our players are going to be, so that he can just have a quick look over his shoulder, turn and make the pass. Like, yeah, he just looks classy, even when sort of training pre-match. He's absolutely yeah. rapid at the, at the passes he picks out.
2: And every yeah, now and again, he spots his face and just goes for it, doesn't he? He goes on a little run.
0: Yeah, it's not just that's,
2: little short know, passes every full of passion
0: actually. as well. He's he's yeah. the first one to be running up and shouting at the ref for, for, for better or for cool. worse. And I, I think he's perhaps calmed himself down a bit after that booking he had the other week. But, um, yeah, yeah, he's impressed me. Yeah, well, that's
1: tightrope, we're on, isn't it? He's
2: yeah. Four at yeah, yellow card tightrope without anyone really to replace him. So it would be interesting to see how we do when he does eventually get suspended, which you're. You would imagine he's going to pick up another booking before Christmas, wouldn't you? There's
1: a document yeah. so. that he could have picked up a tactical booking against uh, Blackburn so that he missed the Liverpool game in the in the Cup, which would have probably worked out quite nicely for us, but it obviously didn't on, on that occasion. Uh, I, I would agree, but it's interesting to see what Harry Winks has said about uh, Enzo Moresco. He says he's the best coach that he's, he's worked with and he's learned so much about the game. The the players yeah. are just loving it, aren't they? I mean, they are loving playing for Enzo. He spoke earlier in the season about six players that said they wanted to leave now and wanted to stay. Uh oh. The new players that have come in, they're all on that same hymn sheet. And we've just got to give the credit to, to the boss, haven't
2: we, Steve? Well, I think we have, yeah. And obviously, it's a big change in style and play, but somehow he sets very clear expectations that are very simple. He gets them training the way that he wants them to play, and the messages are getting home, and obviously the guys are hungry for it and want to learn and want to develop. I mean, look at Wilf. He was a liability last two years after being, you know, I was thinking, verging on being a world-class defensive midfielder an anchor, um, and he became an anchor with a W in the last couple of years. And uh, <laughs> And, uh, but, I mean, this season, I mean, honestly, he could have got a hat-trick coming on for the last 15 minutes. He could
0: have, probably and he, should have.
2: <laughs> and he, and he, he should have got at least one, should he? And he assisted a goal. He just looks yeah. a different player. The the, the Wilfried Didi smile is back, you know. Uh, he plays with a joy de vivre. And, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. It's great. Uh, I mean, who would have thought that you could make Wilf into that kind of player? He's pretty Rest. much a Nigerian
1: Jude Bellingham, isn't he? Now that's his, uh, is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's where he's at. You're having that, Tom.
0: It's not that much of a stretch, to be fair. <laughs> all the foreign fans were league, saying,
1: yeah. <laughs> all the Forest fans saying that Leicester fans were calling rubbish when they were linked with him. I think yeah, that's basically the last that, three
0: was, years uh, that that was of his own making, really, you know. So, yeah. It's it's good to see him at the top of his game again.
2: But it was interesting to read the article from him where he laughed at the link with forrest He was never going to go there, and he always liked it at Leicester. Now, uh, the the proof of the pudding will be is as it becomes closer to us nailing on going up. Does he sign a new contract?
1: Yeah, I was just going to ask you around that. How much of a problem is it for you that? Him and Iheanacho, obviously very close friends. They share a, a box at the, the King Power Stadium together. Um, that you know They both run out of contracts at the end of the season and they're, they're key men for us this season.
2: Yeah, um, but I think they're both happy. And as long as we go up and we make them a reasonable offer, I think they'll stay. Uh, as long as we want them, of course. And I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, I mean, this could be a turning point for Iheanacho. He's had one... Decent season for his goal-scoring-wise, and he's always promised a lot and not quite delivered. And I I think this season, him and Vardy and a number of the midfield could get a hatfuls.
1: Yeah, it's going to be about the working in tandem, isn't it, and dovetailing and not at the same time on the pitch. I was thinking of the week, we're not going to see Vardy in there. Bardi and Iannaccio on the pitch at the same time very often, even if we're losing, because I don't think we're going to bend too far away from what the plan is at any given yeah. point. They've both got but to play their own part and score the goals.
0: Yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem worth the risk to play them both either if we're uh, allegedly not really able to use Dakar. Um
1: yeah. Interesting perhaps, that he keeps getting on the bench, isn't uh, it?
0: Yeah, I, I
2: guess if, we, yeah. if something happens, we'll have to use him. But if it's going to cost us seven million for him to play, to get a step on the pitch one more time, it's a lot of money. So I guess it's a just in case rather than there's a plan to use him right now. Yeah. You take Vardy off, put Ian Acho on, or the other way around, and they get injured. What do you do? You could play a false nine. Um, they do that enough at Man City, but they might choose to um, put Dakar on. They might think it's worth the seven million. Or whatever it is that we, we're going to have to pay Salzburg once he plays another game.
1: Is it a shame, Tom, about Pat dacker and the way that his career's gone at Leicester?
0: It's well, it's a shame for him because it must feel like a bit of a waste for him at the moment, and that's only going to affect your confidence or you know make you not quite match fit, really. So it's a shame in that regard, but I think. For a for a Leicester fan, we want Vardy out there scoring and uh and Ian Acho's putting as many in as well. So you know, if if it means that Ian Acho games and he's doing well, I'm all for it.
1: it sounds good. Right, lads. Next up in the league we've got Swansea City after this international break. On uh first glance, Steve, they don't look like they're doing very well. They're twelfth in the table. But they've actually won the last four in a row. Uh, it's going to, they're going to be a dangerous opponent for us, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I think so. But I think the the, the good thing for us is they'll have a go at us. so um, we will have more space to play into. And um, it won't be like the last few home games where we've been where they park the bus really, and are looking for the occasional breakaway or free kick or a corner to score from. Um, so it'll be an interesting game. And um, I'll, I'll be excited to see how we get on that one if I can get to see it in Gran Canaria.
1: I think it's just one of those, isn't it? That every time a game finishes at the minute, Tom, you just want the next one to come along almost the next day yeah. to keep the momentum coming. The uh, the international breaks come at a bit of a horrible time for us.
0: Well, we thought that last time when we'd um, when we when we had this break, but straight back to it and straight back to winning ways so <laughs> is doing something right keeping keeping the team galvanized. Um and the only the only thing with a lot of these a lot of these games this season is I'm just so unfamiliar with a lot of the uh the opposing players that it's it's hard to make a judgment on some of these.
1: It's the old who isn't it obviously they had Joel <laughs> yeah. Pirro as their main yeah. ninja man. He's not not there anymore. They had uh the guy that's at Southampton now, um, Manning, is their fullback, and he's not there. And the manager, obviously, was Russell Martin, who brought in a distinctive style of football to, to Swansea, the heavily uh, possession based. He's gone now as well. So the, the, their start of the season looked like they were just finding their feet, Steve, almost what we could have expected with this cold, complete change for us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Steve? Oh, I missed all that. Yeah, yeah. My internet connection went bad. What did you say? Um, about his style of play at Swansea? And then I yeah, I was to... just
1: saying the way they started the season might have been the way that we might have expected to have started. Very sort of stop starts, then they finally put some wins together.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the, look, I think every, every match in the Championship is going to be a tough challenge. Um, I mean, look at uh, how we struggled at Rotherham. You can't hear me. I can hear you. I could have said this stupid dog as well. Oh. Um, I can't hear you, dog. Uh, I mean, look how we struggled at Rotherham, right? And we are probably a little bit lucky to get the victory. So I know that was earlier on, and we probably weren't as used to the system. But I don't think any any match is a slam dunk. And we'll have to play well, but I, I can see us winning again on the road.
1: Is it easier for us away from home than it is at
2: home? Yeah, I think so, because teams there's an expectation from the crowd that they've got to play a bit of football. And uh, so at some point they're going to have to open up and come for us. And that gives us an opportunity then um, because we're very good on the ball. And if we spot the right moment to move it forward quickly, I think we've got every chance to do much better away from home than we are at home. Find it easier anyway.
1: We've got a 100% record on the road at the minute, uh, Tom. Uh, It's nice for that to continue, isn't it?
0: It would be very nice for that to continue, yeah. I mean, you know, going back a few seasons, obviously the away record was was what we were sort of built on. But, yeah, yeah, it'd it'd be lovely to see that continue. It's a shame we can't make all those matches as well, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit of a shame. Yeah, i love a good away day. Uh last five versus Swansea, Steve. I know it's not that relevant because they were in the Premier League, but we've won three, drawn one, and lost one. Uh so not perfect against Swansea, but nothing really for us to fear.
2: No, I don't think so. Um uh, as I said, every every match is gonna be tough up to a point in the in the championship, but we've got the capability to beat Swansea and with them being at home, the pressure's on them to come out us a bit, and that makes it makes it easier, I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree. We'll take some predictions then before we finish off tonight. The uh, time's absolutely flown, but I, I think we've covered all about we've we've needed to cover. Plenty of positives from us. I hope I hope that comes across. Um, not 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 a boring watch for me at all uh, to be in the ground at the minute. It's like watching a game of chess at different points, isn't it? And waiting yeah. for them to, to pounce. But the the start that we've made under the Maresco era has been absolutely sensational. and um, So good start. What's to follow against Swansea then, Steve? We'll start with you.
2: Um, I think we might not keep a clean sheet, but I think we'll win 3-1. 3-1, wow. Tom?
0: Just written down the same number. Have you? I <laughs> no, have, have, to. To, have to
2: prove it like on
1: Countdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got
1: three. It's not one. three. Yeah, there it is. I never doubted your integrity for a second. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with a dogged 1 0 victory, I think, on uh, on the, um, the game. I never nail know bit.
0: what
1: you might. Nail what you might yeah, a bit of a nail biter, but we'll get the three points and continue this juggernaut. But it feels great to be a Leicester City fan at the minute, doesn't it? A, a question that came onto Twitter earlier was around. Uh how much of an uplift does it give to the whole county when Leicester are doing well? And it, it life feels good, doesn't it?
2: It does, and especially how depressing that season was. You know, and you think, oh, we're going down to the Championship. We're playing all of that dross and we'll probably struggle. And it's a difficult league to get out of. And then, you know, moresca has got us playing the best football we've ever played, I think. Um, OK, it's at the second tier level. Um and won 10 out of eleven. I mean, you really can't beat that. I didn't expect that. I thought he would get us really playing well over the season, but I didn't expect to start like that. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, great stuff. How about you, Tom in Leicestershire? you feeling the uh feeling the pleasure day in day out?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you you know for well as uh going around the sort of Loughborough area in our Leicester shirts. Um we bump into a lot of uh, Forest fans around here. And <laughs> it was a bit of an embarrassment last season, wasn't it? So it's quite it's quite fresh to uh, to be coming out of, out of games, having won them and, uh, yeah, being excited and, and being, you know, excited about going to the KP again, seeing...
1: Uh... Oh, I lost you then,
0: just at the end.
2: Yeah, yeah, seeing what, Tom?
0: Sorry, lads. Yeah, sorry, I was just saying... Uh... It's it's quite exciting to to look forward to the next game now, um, rather than rather than dread it in some respects. So. Yeah, if,
2: if only we could get rid of the wingers if they educated
0: themselves, so, getting forward from what? Well, oh, so what to do you know? and, and not expect us to win everything. To yeah.
2: This is boring. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> If we get rid of them, we'd be all right. If they uh, actually learn what football's all about and appreciate how we're playing, then uh, it'll, life will be a lot better.
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I uh, I think we're about at the end of the show, lads. So thanks very much for, for joining me tonight. We've got this uploaded in the next 24 hours and you can listen to us. Well, if you are listening to us, you'll know you can listen to us on any of the streaming sites. Give us a bit of feedback on there as well. Let us know what you think of the... Uh, situation at Leicester City at the moment and what we can look forward to over the next couple of months. But Tom, thank you very much. What have you got planned for the week? I don't know, mate.
0: I mean, I'm usually looking forward to the next game, but it feels like it's just miles away for for a home one. So, you know, (laughs) God knows I'm going to fill my time. But
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. International breaks are not the one, Steve, are they?
2: No, no, especially when you're excited about your football and enjoying it. it. It just seems to come at the wrong time, but I'm busy in Belfast. I get back later this week and then I'm, I'm packing and getting ready for my holiday in Grand Canaria. So looking forward to that, although I will miss the Sunderland game, but never mind. And um, I, I would just ask if there's any fans out there that are interested in joining the pod and uh, joining our chats and, analysis where uh mark's ready to interview you so uh...
1: (laughs) thanks for the extra work (laughs) (laughs) no it'd be good come come and join us come and have a chat with us about leicester it's it's not a difficult conversation at the moment is it it's lovely to uh to talk about games of football even if it's
2: just a one-off
1: yeah yeah absolutely thanks for that steve Listen, guys, thank you very much for your time. But that's another episode of It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy. And we'll join you again next time.